This is CliffCentral.com. Welcome to In Conference with Michael Jackson right here on your favorite podcast platform. This is CliffCentral.com. It's uncensored, unscripted, unradio. And the reason I'm here and that this show exists is that as a professional speaker, I've been lucky enough to speak at around 2,500 conferences across over 50 countries. The people that I meet on my travels are some of the most intriguing, enlightening people in the world. And we figured here at Cliff Central that it would be an amazing opportunity for you to get to meet them as well because, hey, not everyone goes to as many conferences as I do. So what I'd like to do more than anything as well is particularly bring you homegrown South African talent. We've got to build ourselves as South Africans and make it rock and roll. So my guest today is no exception to that. She's been on the speaker circuit for some time, strangely. It's taken us a while for us to bump into each other. When we did, my goodness, I sat in the audience listening to this lady speak, was absolutely blown away and wondered why I've never met her before. Hence, she's on the show with us today. Her name is Saffron, Saffron Bagley, which is a hell of a thing to spell, so I'm not even going to try. Rather, let me tell you that she really deals in the area of human potential, of building people up in tough times, helping us get through what's going on outside at the moment, this eye of the storm stuff, and providing a calm course by which to steer people into success. She's joining us now from a business meeting somewhere on the northern wilds of Pretoria via Skype. Saffron, you've just listened to that introduction. Does that more or less describe you. How are you? Hi, Michael. Thank you very much for that lovely introduction. I think it does describe me. I think that I am a person who has always been fascinated by people, even since I was a child. And that's driven a largely my incessant curiosity, my desire to travel, my incessant inquiry into further knowledge, into personal development, my own personal development, and the development of other people. Um, I love what I do, and I'm so grateful to be on your show. Thank you, Michael. You're more than welcome and thoroughly deserving of being here. Now, you know, it's weird because you say you love to travel to inspire people. That strikes a resonant chord with me anyway for the simple reason that's what I do. Um, I know how I got into it out of advertising and marketing uh, and eventually from talking in boardrooms to getting onto big stages. How did your career develop with that curiosity about humanity? So it's interesting because when I was a child, I wanted to be an actress and my curiosity around people and personal development was, I suppose, challenged through acting. And the only remnants of that dream now is that I'm still a voiceover artist and do a lot of dubbing and that sort of thing. But when I actually got out of university and, and was in London and working as a professional actress, I found that I, I was bored by the sort of frivolity of it. And that then got me into teaching drama and doing a lot more directing work. Um, so I actually started my career as, as a teacher um, of high school students in, in drama. Um, and I think drama is really interesting because it is just a look at people. And as Martin Eslin says, it's just a reflection of society. So truthfully, I think I'm actually more a sociologist, and that was my education at university. And then I went on to do a master's degree, particularly in identity theory. And I looked at the Enneagram as a tool for understanding our personality type. I looked at generation theory, 
gender theory, and then ethnicity or race as part of our essential identity and understanding ourselves. So I suppose it was through teaching and through academic learning that I came to then be a facilitator and, and presenter and professional speaker. And then, of course, as I'm sure you know, as you travel and as you speak to more and more people, you just experience people and observe people. And I think that and my experience of teaching and facilitation and keynote presenting has given me a lot of insight into people and how we develop people. I know that your new keynote or presentation itself talks about the power of potential. I think you call it your potential squared. I mean, can you really, in the space of 45 minutes, inspire other human beings to change, to do different things, in your opinion? I do, because I think the whole point of a of a keynote is to plant some seeds and to inspire people's curiosity within themselves. So I think that if one does um, articulate and present perhaps some interesting questions for people that for me is is how you get the ball rolling inside people to inspire them to then evoke their own curiosity as how they can help themselves in these tough economic times so i think it's about um interestingly and intelligently planting the right questions at the right time for people i mean people listening to this program right now um like everybody else on the planet largely get stuck into routine they leave home at a certain time they turn left or right out of their driveways they get to work by whichever means of transport they're using at the same time every day and then they moan about traffic i've been known to talk about that on stage and say stop moaning about traffic when you are traffic you've got to do different things so you're talking of getting this curiosity to try and learn and think or act differently um is that really the essence of where you go yeah. You know, Michael, people are such an interesting paradox because a routine gives us the security that we all desire. And we know neuroscientifically that we we enjoy routine and habit and that sort of thing because it makes us feel safe and the brain is always looking for safety. But we live in a time where there is no safety. There is no predictability. The, you know, we all talk about the fact that the only constant has changed these days. So I think that internally we have to understand that paradox that exists inside of us and understand that if we are to navigate change and chaos and turbulence and unpredictability well, we have to become the calm and I suppose the internal routine without getting stuck in a rut. And that's why I talk about curiosity. So yes, we have these routines, we create habits, we form all the security around us, but at the same time, we have to be conscious of being discerning as to what needs to change within us because change outside of us is happening at such an exponential rate, unprecedented in social history. So you're dealing with human behavior and human relations, really, which also strikes a chord with me. My wife is an HR director for a large corporate company. She also dabbles in this thing that you mentioned earlier, the Enneagram, which is a way of looking at people and typing people um, so that we all behave in several different ways, almost instinctively by birth. Um, I've, I've kind of come across it because of my wife. I'm by no means an expert in it. You are acknowledged as one of South Africa's leading practitioners in helping people understand what type of person they are. It's a complex subject, but briefly, what is the Enneagram? 
So the Enneagram is known in corporate circles as a personality profiling tool, which it, it is. And it is recognized as of 2013 as a psychometric tool. However, I like to think of it as just a set of coping strategies or defense mechanisms, mechanisms that we set up probably even in pre-birth. And it exists inside our body. So we are reactive to certain stimuli and situations in life in a, what we call a cognitive fixation way wow. or in a patterned way. Yeah. And and so it's not for me about boxing people into type. It's actually about showing people what their patterns of behavior are and where in fact those patterns of behavior come from so that we can get out of the box and act in ways that is more ap- appropriate to situations. So it's hugely relevant to situational or adaptive leadership, to personal development, to understand self and really looking at how I navigate the storm so that I can take more control of that, if that makes sense. It does. Too. And um, there's some say- big words in there, but what you're really saying is that people by birth are predictable by certain types or patternings. Yeah, I like to talk about us as being irrationally predictable. Indeed. I love the way of thinking about that, irrationally predictable. That describes my wife so well. <laughs> I think it describes most of us so well. So we are rationally predictable. What What's the number one thing, Saffron, that people should do who are listening to this now going, hang on a minute, I might be typed, I might be predictable, I might be stuck in a routine. What's the biggest single thing you'd urge people to do to break out of the zone or the box or to take a fresh view? To be curious, Michael, to be curious about what that cognitive fixation or that irrational predictability is all about, to look at oneself objectively and go, yeah, I can actually see how this particular behavior has been incredibly helpful to get me to where I am. And thank you because you've helped me survive and even thrive, as Justin Cohen says, but but also to go, yeah, I can see how this behavior actually hasn't served me. And what can I do to make the behavior that hasn't served me different and to keep the behavior that has served me to continue to thrive? So you must more focus inwards rather than outwards on a set of circumstances. Yeah, but I think it's both. I mean, it's about being able to be discerning enough to go, when do I need to focus outwards? When do I need to become more gregarious or more assertive or whatever? But then when do I need to become more focused inwards and actually more reflective and more conscious of who I am and how I operate in the world? It's a balance like everything. You're a brilliant presenter. I know that because I've seen you on stage. Um you know, myself, yourself, the other professional speakers on the circuit, we're often accused of selling a bit of smoke and mirrors going, come on, nothing tangible can really happen in 45 minutes. I've heard the phrase or the, the word edutainment. It's kind of like education with entertainment thrown in. Um, how do you justify being a professional speaker on stage to anyone that would care to ask you? Well, I think that if one doesn't have professional speakers, how does one engage with how one can be different? And I think that to some extent, 
the philosophers like Aristotle and Socrates of the past, in a way, were professional speakers in a very different capacity. And I think in 45 minutes, as I said just now, one can plant the seeds that people need to then take responsibility for themselves. And my message is always, my job is not here to actually drag you by your hand and make you change if you need to change. My job is to inspire you to think as to how you can behave. And your job is to take responsibility for taking the actual action. So I think that in 45 minutes, people like you and I can bring the right sort of questions to people that they can ask themselves to then motivate and inspire themselves to change. And then, of course, we can go in and in a facilitation capacity or even in a coaching or consultation capacity to actually give people the direction they need to change. But unless they're willing to engage with the concept that they may need to change, um, you know, what can we do about it? And in 45 minutes, we can absolutely do that, I think, people like you and I. By I'm, asking the right questions. I'm glad you touched on that because you also mentioned this aspect of training, which is something I don't do personally, but you're also quite heavily involved in. You're both a trainer and a speaker. In fact, your website is trainingspace.co.za. Um, what is that all about? That's right. So um, I enjoy professional speaking and I enjoy keynotes because they can reach a larger audience and, as I say, inspire curiosity inside of people. But then my my response to that is also I don't want to make people anxious and I don't want to give people just enough information to open up a can of worms and then have them not know what to do. So what I also then do is go in and work with people at a much deeper level, either in a training space or in a facilitation capacity or as a coach and actually help them with the tools, the practical and sustainable tools that they need in order to continue with the curiosity and the self-responsibility or self-leadership that it would require to think, feel and behave differently in a turbulent workplace today in whatever capacity or responsibility they find themselves in within an organization. Because I don't, yeah, because I actually want people to to have the tools. I'm sitting here listening to you thinking, wow, how confident is this young lady? And, you know, I've I've seen you on stage, you know, your confidence comes through well and truly. Um, Delivering the benefits of thinking about curiosity, getting involved in understanding how tough times can be can be solved and worked on as an individual level. Saffron, I, I applaud you for what it is that you do. I think it's absolutely amazing. I can't spell your surname, so I'm not even going to pronounce Bagley because I know it's long and complicated. But www.trainingspace.co.za is the best place, I guess, for people to go and find you right now. It is the right place to find me. You can also email me at saffron at trainingspace.co.za. But yeah, my website would be the best place to connect with me. Of course, I'm also on LinkedIn and Twitter and and that sort of thing. So people can just uh, type in my name. I think I'm the only one in the world, Saffron Bagley. Which is B-A-G-G-A-L-L-A-Y. I've just been handed that, my producer. So I now have the spelling of Saffron Bagley. Got Indeed it. it is. Just yes, go to trainingspace.co.za. Wow. Listen, time is against us. This wasn't a 45-minute keynote. This was a 15-minute keynote for you. You've handled it masterfully. Um, unfortunately, I've got to say farewell to our guest, but thank you for being with us, Saffron. It's been a real pleasure having you with us. And thank you, Michael. I've loved being with you this morning. And just making you think, a bit of curiosity. Maybe that's one of the mantras of us here at Cliff Central as well. This program, In Conference with Michael Jackson, is designed to help you do just that. 
think a little bit differently about your current state and your current circumstances. To my guest, Saffron, to everybody here at Cliff Central, it's been a real pleasure being with you today. We podcast live every Tuesday, 1445 Central African Time. And of course, you can listen to us anywhere all over the internet, live whenever you want to. It's been a real joy being with you. We look forward to being with you on our next podcast. Thank you and good afternoon. Cliff Central. Revolution. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com.